Hey, everybody. This is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and he is... I'm Chris. He's a very startled Chris there. <laughs> I did that on um, purpose. I thought it was funny. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, just want to st- I got some energy, man. I'm ready to do this exactly, show. It's going to be a great exactly. show. We're going to be talking about some losers. Um, th- that would be like losers at post... Or, I'm sorry, off-season losers, you know? I'm... Right. You know, not just NFL draft, but also just kind of the entire off-season losers. So, how you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am looking forward to watching a recording I made yesterday because one of my favorite players of all time in any sport, at any position, went into the Hall of Fame first ballot. Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward of all time. Go Spurs, go. Okay. Um... Anyways, uh, we're going to play a little game later on after we need to go through our losers. Because, yes, I don't that. know, I was, um, I, I, I was kind of like not into talking a lot of smack about players this week for some reason. I, I don't know why. I, I talk a lot of smack in real life, like a lot. Um, Are you saying you ran, ran out of negative about. things to say? Is that what you're saying? Well, I like for this show, like I like to have positive energy, you, you know, go. like you I go. like to be positive about like, I'm trying to be a positive person, you know, I'm trying not to like be so negative and everything, even though I talk a lot of trash. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so let's get this show on the road. Um, there wasn't really a lot of news that really developed this week, other than the fact that we are in the middle of our dynasty draft at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of give... Uh, listeners and viewers and everything kind of a, a, a I'm just going to do a quick rundown of like the first few picks and how how the draft started. So in our dynasty draft, uh, Jamar Chase went first overall. I thought that was a little interesting. Not Najee Harris, but he went second. Kyle Pitts went third. I drafted Travis Etienne at, at the 104, and I drafted him at the 104 because my team, I, the team that I inherited, was very low in running back depth. So I went Etienne, and then Javante Williams went fifth overall, and then a bunch of receivers and yada yada. I don't. I'm not going to bore everyone. Right. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to bore the audience with uh, our entire draft. I just wanted to kind of just give pe- the folks out there an idea of like how our draft started. So, and uh, yeah, Chris is going to have to do a little explaining himself during the during our game here in a little bit. So, who's your first mm-hmm. guy that you? Who's your first loser? That you My got first going loser on. is uh, Rashad Bateman. Besides me, besides me. who's your <laughs> first loser other than me? <laughs> uh, Rashad Bateman, uh, which is disappointing. Um, I was uh, high on him um, in the draft. Uh, I did end up uh, kind of picking up on the uh, Terrace Marshall uh, hype train, which maybe we'll get into later. But mm-hmm. uh, no, I did maybe. like Rashad Bateman. I like the size. I like the college productivity. But uh, he landed in, uh, as we all know, the Baltimore Ravens, where pass volume is an issue uh it's not an issue in uh reality meaning uh they keep not throwing the ball very much and they just keep winning games which which is exactly what worries me they continue to win with their formula and they probably won't change it too much however i have been in the camp of the uh thought that lamar can put it together through the air uh more not you know we're not talking a five thousand yard pass or 50 touchdowns peyton manning tom brady type of thing but uh, to supplement his rushing more for both his, you know, his career, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and more importantly to us, fantasy purposes. But the stats are overwhelming as far as you know, just 
record lows and I say record lows, very low uh, production. I've got a couple stats here. Uh, Andrews, the tight end, has a more consistent uh, catch rate than Hollywood does. Uh, mm-hmm. What is he? 60, 65.3%, 65.9% the past couple of years for Andrews. Why am I? And 58% last year for Hollywood Brown. So even though Hollywood Brown, I think he had over a thousand yards. Something mm-hmm. about his stats surprised me. Um, and I thought that, but then I looked, I was like, oh, but your catch rate just got even worse. <laughs> so uh, the moral of the story is, as I said at the beginning, pass volume, it just, and we saw it in our draft. Uh, forgive me. I think he's, did he still go first round? No, I think he went. Uh, Rashad Bateman in our, yeah. in our dynasty draft. Yeah. He went, yes, at the 110. Okay. So. I thought, and I took Marshall ahead of him, so I thought a couple other draftees were also wary of Bateman, and uh, that's why I put him in my losers today. Um, I think what you're thinking of, of Marquise Brown, is that he had 100 targets last year. Thank you. That's what it was. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Because he's not even anywhere close to 1,000 And yards, then I turn so. and look at the catch rate compared to the targets. I'm like, oh, 58%. Mm-hmm. And yep. hey, it's an, a direct product of Lamar. And so. um, I, I mean, the only thing I have to say about that is that this is what Lamar's this is going to be his third season or his fourth third, I believe. OK, no, he has three. So one where he started partially in the past two. So this will be his fourth, I think. Go ahead. Correct. So th- there there is a chance that in year four, I think that is if Lamar has grown as a passer, that they could definitely up his the level of uh, passing attempts that they are called that they're dialing up and everything for him. Mm-hmm. And then kind of uh, lower that rushing because I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world. So if he continues rushing at the rate he does, he could, he could get seriously injured. Um, I'm not saying that he will, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying that there's, there's room for the pass attempts to go up. And if they go up, then I think that Rashad Bateman and Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews, could be very fantasy relevant, but until then, yeah, I'm 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 down I'm down with what you're, you're saying. You're still on the loser side, yeah. Uh, one yeah, last yeah. thing, real quick, is I I do kind of agree with that approach you're taking. There is this is kind of my last year for kind of being in the camp of Lamar will still be a legitimate passer of the football. Uh, furthermore, it's kind of a chicken egg situation. Did they not have a Rashad Bateman in town, so they kind of skewed more heavy run? Because they don't have You can that. make that argument. Yeah, or is it or is it not? So, you know, or is it just this is our system and you're gonna go block Rashad Bateman? You know? <laughs> so right. let's let's hope for up not for fantasy sakes, but both me and you agree he's a loser for now. Right. All right. So uh my first loser is it started out with me saying uh Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida. He got drafted by the New York Giants, and I'm sorry I didn't write down what pick he was drafted at. Um but and then I just I started looking at the Giants team as a whole, and I, I'm just like, I think the entire team is like, at least on the offensive side of the ball, the entire team is the loser in this offseason. They had their offensive line, according to PFF, so it's kind of subjective, but it ranked 29th overall last year. That's like third worst, right? Or mm-hmm. fourth. Anyways, um, they did nothing, absolutely nothing to address their off- offensive line. Now, they do have um, uh, what, what is that that uh, that tackle that they got from the Patriots who opted out last year? Uh, Tooney. Uh, Joe Tooney, I believe his name yep. is. Um, he could be coming back. 
uh, or he is coming back. So that could uh, easily help. And then maybe some of these um, other offensive linemen that they've spent draft capital on do actually end up getting better. So there is room for growth there. But they did. But when your offensive line is ranked 29th, usually you're doing something to address that in the offseason. They didn't do that. So, I mean, that's going to – Daniel Jones is going to still be under constant pressure. And, and, and when you draft Tony and the round, you sign Kenny Galladay, you still have – I mean, we've gone down this road before. There's a plethora of passing options. Why use that draft pick on Tony? Uh, when he could have, yeah, there were some character issues or whatever, but man, he would have been better off going to, you know, say the, maybe, maybe the Vikings or, or the, um, the, 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 I'm sorry, I almost said their former name, the football team, Washington football team, mm. or, you know, just like some of these uh, teams, the, the Raiders, like in the second round or whatever, like some of these teams that aren't like just teaming with pass catching options. New meaning, Orleans, the Saints, meaning you know, like a, a, a wide receiver two or three slot uh, coming up in the either this year or next year open. Right. For him but I mean, over. like and, and why draft Tony when um, Rashad Bateman was still on the board? Um, the, all the Moors, the Elijah Moore, the the uh, Michael Moores, the the you know, the. I like how you said that the, in there. <laughs> uh, I, the, what, what's the guy you love again? Um, Rondale Moore. Rondale. You know, Terrace Marshall is still there on the board. Like, why? Like, and that they could have gotten in the second round. Why do that in the first? It doesn't make any sense. I, I know that after next season, the Giants can get out of Sterling Shepard's contract relatively cheap. Okay. Okay. It's like they'll save like $10 million if they cut him next offseason. But, if that's the case, why draft Tony this year? You know, why not like improve that defense or something, and, or that offensive line? Like, there's this draft was teaming with offense, like offensive lineman talent. You know, like I would, I, I just, I, I, I don't lean get it, and because of Dallas and Washington is what I would do if I was New York Giants. I'd yeah, lean and defense. and but I mean, like, I mean, why why do that? You know, and and. Dave now Gellman. it's that's I think I think a lot of these I think all these pass catchers in in the for the Giants are just kind of almost like do not touch because I think it could be an awful mess, you know it could be just Kenny Galladay one week the next week it could be Sterling Shepard the next week it could be Evan Ingram, you know like the only I think yep. the only New York Giant that I want is Saquon Barkley, and and that has a lot to do I with don't, dump offs. I don't know if I'm down what's that it has a lot to do with dump offs that's not a sign of a good football team. But it, it right. will produce fantasy and, stats, and, and I don't know if I want him in, in like I before. I think before like a like a month or two ago, I said I want I would take Saquon and like as a top five pick. I don't know if I'm down with Coming that now. Up that a little. Yeah, I still want him in the first round, but later in the first round for me personally. What do you think about Saquon? Yeah, I I worry because when the end of your uh, if somebody's in the in favor of Saquon. It, when the end of the argument is, you know, uh, if Danny Dimes can play well, you know, that concerns me because I kind of have yet to see it. What I have seen of yeah, Danny Dimes. Yeah, Saquon's ADP right now, and, yeah. and this is a full PPR that I'm looking okay. at, is, is 104. That's a little more palatable than 102, obviously. Literally, it's two picks later. But yeah, I think I'm more comfortable with, like, running back four or five. So I think I agree okay. with you, yeah. Yeah, I think that necessarily pushes Kamara ahead and... I don't feel great about that because I don't feel great about the quarterback situation in New Orleans either, but uh, we're splitting hairs with these good running backs, and I'm mm -hmm. concerned about the New York Giants offense also, yeah. All right. Uh, who's your next loser? 
loser to her. Kenneth Gainwell, that's a Memphis running back, went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings fifth-round draft capital, and that does not excite me whatsoever. Um, I know that could be a bit of a polarizing thing. Some people think draft capital does matter. Some think it doesn't. You're talking about NFL draft NFL capital. NFL draft capital. Yep, okay. fifth round. Just wanted, taking... to, just wanted to clarify that. Yes. In a world where we... We. In a world where uh, a first-round running back pick can be seen negatively because of value... Uh, it still means a fifth round is like you're not investing much. That's what it says with Kenneth Gainwell. I don't know if there was something with him falling, but I think he was more projected to be a, a day two pick, a second or third rounder, uh, if, if memory serves. Uh, there's too many mm-hmm. mouths to feed in that backfield. Uh, I know that's cliche, but that's that's as the saying goes. Uh, not only is he behind, well, normally, what was... but normally when you say there's too many mouths to feed, that they're you're saying that about wide receivers you're not talking about running backs but in this case you're absolutely right you're i mean absolutely there's miles sanders there's boston scott they they just signed um uh we talked about it last week uh carry on johnson or the week before i don't remember which i mean and now you have now you have kenny gainwell here and i've just it it really perplexed me i I was like why would you sign carry on johnson when you just drafted kenneth gainwell why would you draft kenneth gainwell if you have I mean, all these guys can kind of do the same thing, except for like Kenny Gainwell's his his game isn't really like power. No. Whereas Sanders and and well, and that's um, what about carry on is is he kind of does he he can slot into your goal line role. So there goes that, you know, for not for Gainwell, but maybe for Sanders. uh, Although he's not a big guy, but carry on can also catch the ball. Now, I think the important thing to mention, at least from my perspective, is don't gloss over Boston Scott. And you mentioned him. Um, I looked at his catch rate, seventy-nine percent career. Obviously, his volume. Boston Scott. That's not bad. Yeah, it's really good. Obviously, his volume is a little lackluster because he's a backup, and yeah. You know, so, but there was that's why I combined it to the career. So it was it was more of a cumulative thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, Sanders is gonna get, I guess. I don't even see Kenneth. Uh, like, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I don't even see Kenneth Gainwell on ADP right here. Like, that's are you looking how at redraft ADP? Yeah, yeah. You're not probably not drafting him in redraft. You're probably hoping uh, injury happens in front of him and you can grab him off waivers and has full PPR that's value. That's exactly what it is. Full PPR value. I mean, he's. Uh, what do I say here to close out? To be clear, I do believe in his talent and his athletic profile. I'll just worry about how long one might have to wait to see fantasy viable weeks from this satellite back. Quick. Quick side note: Where do you think Joe Mixon's ADP is right now? PPR, full PPR. Take a stab. The three hundred one. Wow, you are. Really I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the two hundred four. Oh, you said three hundred one, and I just said you were really close, and you it really? was three hundred two. Oh wow! I should have stuck with my gut. I thought I. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go with your first instinct, man. Thought I way lowballed it. I kind of, I guess that yeah, means I that's like surprising. that ADP. That's some amazing ADP right there. I'm I like sorry, that offense. No, we're, I was done with Gainwell. I oh, was okay. just closing up saying, you know, his talent and athletic profile, I'm definitely a fan of. I'm definitely a fan of the, his his role in a different offense, just not this one. Yeah. I, I mean, I really liked Gainwell. Like, I, I know he's kind of going to be maybe more of a, like a receiving back, you know, he's probably not going to be a, a first and second down sort of dude. Absolutely. But, but that's okay. Cause we, play I, but I was fine with days. that. And I was kind of hoping you would go to the right situation. I mean, he landed in the wrong one. I think you're, I'm totally on board with your loser right there. Yep. He is definitely a loser. 
Um, not 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 like really, but you know, he's a he's a fantasy loser. That's for sure. Exactly. Um. So my next guy is actually it's more of a situation, and that's Javante Williams slash Melvin Gordon. Kind of in the same boat of the entire New York Giants offense is that Denver's offense wasn't really, or their offensive line wasn't really all that great last year. Um, I mean, Javante Williams, he was one of the two North Carolina running backs, of course. He was drafted 35th overall. Um, I thought this was kind of an interesting choice that, like, you know, you'd think that maybe they would have taken a Kenny Gainwell, gone for a Kenny Gainwell instead to kind of be like the lightning to Melvin Gordon's thunder. You know, because, I mean, Melvin Gordon, like, when he was originally, like, coming out of college, he ran a 4.52. Or he went a 4.5, like, flat. And he definitely is not running that anymore. He's definitely lost a step. No. He is 28 now. Um, and I love Melvin Gordon, like, earlier in his career. But right now, he's just kind of more of a, a lumbering thumper, you know? Like, he's... Lauder. Yeah, exactly. And so why would you draft Javante Williams, who's just a younger Melvin Gordon? You know, like you're, it's thunder and thunder is what you're going with and for this backfield. And mm -hmm. I mean, both guys can catch, Melvin Gordon catch the ball rather well. And Michael Carter, or Michael Carter, that's his other, that's the other North Carolina running back. Javante Williams can as well. He wasn't really asked to do so a whole lot in North Carolina, but you know. Because of Carter. Yeah. And so I'm like, this is kind of like really, and I'm talking more redraft wise, like this kind of really kind of the situation torpedoes Javante Williams. And really to the same effect, I think it kind of hurts Melvin Gordon as well. Like if you're looking at Melvin Gordon as being like your like RB2 or even your three, like now you're going to have to look at him as more like your three or four, I think personally, because we, it's uh, just flex option here and there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like last year, uh, Melvin Gordon played in 15 games because, you know, he missed that game because he got a DUI. Um, yeah, if you remember that. I do now. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did have almost uh, almost 1,000 yards with 986 yards last season, and he had nine touchdowns. Those are all great, you know. But that – um, oh, what's his face? Philip Lindsay also was, missed a handful of games as well. So that, it, yeah. was just kind, it was just kind of more or less the Melvin Gordon show for at least a quarter of the season. Well, now you're looking at Melvin Gordon and, you know, kind of um, pressure legs, uh, forfeit, forfeiting some some carries to the to the rookie Javante Williams and vice versa. And even if it's a 50 50, now you're not looking at all that much fantasy value. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. going to be some weeks and whatever that, you know, one or the other can really go off. But I just I don't really see that um, either one of them is going to be really all that viable this coming season just with. Melvin Gordon kind of wearing down and Javante Williams just coming in and playing behind Gordon. I just, I don't know. I'm not really in love with it. What do you think, man? I hate it. I, um, you know me, I'm not a Gordon fan. So even if I were one to believe that, uh, Williams will, you know, take his place sooner than later, I'm still, I don't believe Gordon's going anywhere. Um, not this year. So I mean, his contract's up this that. year. Like, uh, um, I mean, and, just to kind of give examples, uh, I believe Javante Williams went, yeah, he went fifth overall in our dynasty league and that's, that's fine. Like, and if you're not, and if you don't need a, uh, Javante Williams for this year, cool. I'm talking, and my, my loot, like throwing these guys in my loser mm -hmm. section is based on redraft, you know, dynasty, right. Javante Williams, you don't, and, and if you really don't need him for this year and you need, and you need a, a running back, maybe More looking back for up, the future. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. But also, you have to remember that uh, Javante Williams is like 22, 23. He's not 
I mean, he went, he played all four years in college. So right. good point. Yeah. He's not, he's not that 20 year old overall. He's not that 20 year old, like sophomore or junior running back coming out, coming into the NFL draft. You know, he's right. He's a, he's a four year player in, in college. So I think in dynasty, yeah. it's, I think it's still a little rich, but again, we've talked about this off air. It's a case by case basis, especially in dynasty. When you look at that roster that you've got year in and year out where you're like, I just, I got to go running back here. So I get it, but Right. I like the receivers on the board better, and that had, does have a lot to do with situation, like we just touched on. I mean, I, I like I like Javante Williams, like pre draft and everything, pre NFL draft and everything. Like to, to it is just oh, yeah. he, he is so he is so powerful. You know, we love to fall in love with talent, but situation usually trumps talent quite frankly. Yeah, and, that and, is. and you know, and you know, and and also too is that I don't know about this quarterback situation. Is I mean, there I'm pretty sure that's it's where be the dynasty comes for... into play more like oh, what are we looking at another rebuild here i mean yeah i mean it's not I going mean, well the, it's going to be drew lock for at least a, a handful of games to probably start the season Agreed. Agreed. and then do we switch to teddy and, and i then, mean and if that's what does the case, it say when you're ready to switch to teddy bridgewater you're done trying to compete right and that pretty much what it says i, I, I hate to say it because i think um, he's a great person a great player but well not great player but good player they could also just be if their defense is keeping them in games and Drew Lock is point. keeping them out of games, they could easily just switch to Teddy to get in fact, more I think that's it. consistent I think that's quarterback key. play. In fact, I think that's the key. I think you hit the nail on the head. Amen. Hit the head on the nail. Hit the head on the nail. Yep. Am I up what? or are you up? I'm up. Aren't you I? are up. You are. Okay. I've got another kind of situation slash bunch of players. Uh, I did make them all uh rookies in this particular example but you could argue it's the situation as a whole and it's the houston texans so i've got nico collins slash brevin jordan slash davis mills and i think you know what more needs to be said here in terms of uh one could look at this and say well there's a ton of opportunity left here in houston and i agree with you there and you could call him a winner that's fine but i disagree because i think they're coming into a horrible situation at the quarterback with a quarterback facing sexual uh, sexual assault allegations. And besides that, he had said he wanted out beforehand. Again, chicken or egg, I don't know. Point is, it's tumultuous. And uh, as a receiver, Nico Collins, uh, in a tight end, you know, you, while you might get targets, they probably won't be quality targets if, in fact, Watson is gone. Davis Mills, well, heck, he could be slotted as a starter, and they could just throw him to the wolves and play for a top, the one Oh one next year, you know, and lose. I, games I don't they think can. that's going to happen. I think it's going to be turd Taylor. And then there's Tyrod. I was going to say, or you could be Davis mills and have to sit behind Tyrod and Tyrod is kind of like a Teddy Bridgewater where you're like, we just don't want you to turn the ball over, keep the shit up afloat. Maybe we'll win six games. I don't know. Maybe we'll put in Davis mills and win two games. And you know, what's not going to help them win <laughs> their defense. And Amen. So again, coming back to the offensive line and the defensive side of the fantasy equation, they are bad. They're historically bad on defense. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I really have to say, but they can um, absolutely be drafted and stashed since they have potential, like kind of on the dynasty side of things, but their value has been largely depreciated in rookie drafts. That makes them losers to me. So. Cool. Cool. Um, let's move on to my last loser. Cause I took some time to prep our little game that we're going to play and that our last loser. And this is kind of an obvious one. I know, but it is Aaron Rodgers. He is a, a big loser out of this post, this postseason. Not only did the, the Packers not draft a wide receiver in the first round to keep or Aaron Rodgers happy. happy. 
They uh, they also let their center walk. Their all pro center uh, get signed by the Chargers, which great move by the Chargers. I I love the Chargers so mm-hmm. much this year. Um, but, and then they and then they drafted. Uh, they did draft. They did draft a center replacement in the second round, but they didn't take the one that everyone had ranked higher. Like, they, well, so they drafted. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but there was a, like a. This was Chargers taking I did a not. center in the first. The Packers took a center in the second, sorry, but the center that they did, they did take, I'm sorry, I didn't write his name down. They, they had, like, he was um, a lot of draft Knicks and every uh, draft experts had that center that they took ranked fourth in, in the centers, whereas the number one center was that everyone had uh, Creed Humphreys, I believe his name was. If, who went um, the very next pick to Kansas City. The very next pick was the one that everyone had ra- uh, listed as the best center in the draft and the Packers did not take him. And, and it was just like, so they didn't do that. And they spent a third round pick on, um, ah, I can't remember. Amari Rogers, receiver, Clemson. Amari Rogers, thank you very much. Oh, boy. 22nd overall. Yeah, I, I've just. That's um, fine. That's why I had it pulled up. Yeah, I, I just like, I like, why would you wait till the third round when your team desperately needs wide receiver help to keep your quarterback happy? And then you didn't draft the the you know kind of the best center overall in this draft to replace your all pro center and maybe they just saw something in the center and we'll be and we'll be all wrong about the center that they did draft but maybe what if we're all right is an all pro or something and you start seeing Aaron Rodgers on his back and he's going to start doing that head mm-hmm. shake you know his sad face head shake and he's going to yeah we'll Aaron Rodgers still two years left with the Packers and I could see him retiring after this year if uh, maybe this, to... maybe next week. Who knows? They could. Who he knows? could. I I don't think he's going to, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Aaron Rodgers, big loser of this off season. I just, I I don't get it. I, yeah, okay. Uh, everyone out there, I know that Devin Funches is coming back after opting out last season, but Devin Funches is more or less a tight end. You know, he's he's big, and that's that's his best attribute. Speaking of former Panther wide receivers that are basically tight ends now, there's one that is literally a tight end now. We I didn't the, even want to bring that up in the news. We section buried the, the lead. Everybody like, go out. Even gra- we buried the lead. Go out. Everybody go out and grab Kelvin Benjamin. He has moved to tight end, and uh, yeah, he'll be top five now. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but that was right, well, the uh, actual news. Anyway, who's your who's your next loser? So I've got two in a row, right? Uh, so I'm going to get this one out of the way because this is going to be kind of a um, I think this is actionable advice and discussion we're going to have about James Robinson as a loser. We all know what happened. Travis Etienne mm-hmm. went to the to uh, his former quarterback, uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Uh, I'm not buying this whole James Robinson has a role BS that uh, Urban Meyer uh, is feeding me, uh, or at least a week or so ago he did. I mean, he will somewhat, but it's just a matter of time. Um, I called it last season. Uh, I mentioned earlier in this show that draft capital matters. There is literally okay. No... I want to clarify that you didn't call it. You said it was a possibility. That's not really a call. When pressed by you hard, <laughs> I was like, "Well, I mean, we're all talking speculation here. This is a possibility. It's possibility he is the guy next year." Like, I get it, but I was definitely on the side of there's no guarantees this guy is going to have a role or a job here next year. Is what the end of the. I think the I think the um the Jags are gonna hang on to James Robinson because why not? He's so cheap. You know, like right. you're you're not 
unless you're unless you're gonna get some sort of like major draft equity for him, what's the point of getting rid of him? You know, like well, and you, at the end of the day, Etienne is a rookie. He, Rookies get hurt can, in a seventeen game season, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and now you're now you're up to a seventeen game season too. So I mean right. you're gonna But barring yeah. injury to Etienne or complete bust happening, <laughs> which we don't believe is the case. Um, I, you know, it, it's just a matter of time before Etienne takes over in terms of at least the majority of the role. Not necessarily. Etienne is Mr. Bell Cow every down 90% guy, but he will be the vast majority guy. Um, I think he's going to be. Yeah, exactly. So again, I was just reiterating draft capital matters. There was literally no draft capital invested in James Robinson. Um, he did have 240 carries and 60 targets last season so that's 300 Mm -hmm. opportunities Uh, I don't think that's going to go to zero as we just discussed so that is important to mention but at the end of the day he's still a loser especially in Dynasty Um, You know what can we expect over or under 150 carries next season and you can probably kiss most of his targets goodbye would you say over I was I was thinking like 100 touches total oof yeah yeah so man, one, I mean, you take 100 and divide it by 17, that's only about six a week. So that's not very good. Yeah. I'm I mean, a, it could be I'm more. Definitely we on could, the higher we could, end we could all be wrong, season. but I'm going with I'm going with the fact that at, at Ohio State and I think even in Florida, um, Urban Meyer used predominantly one back. Rip. He didn't yeah, rotate exactly. him in and out or anything like that. It wasn't situational or whatever. I think he runs it a bit of a, one back. I think he runs an uh, up pace spread. So... Sometimes you're literally not coming off the field because nobody's coming off the field. You're not running a substitution because you don't want to give the defense a chance to sub. I understand this more of a college approach. It's definitely a college approach, but the college game is bleeding into the pro game. In case you had noticed, right? <laughs> and and I'm so I'm gonna I'm going with the theory that since Urban Meyer did that in college, he's probably gonna do it with in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And Travis Etienne is definitely a guy. He, while he lacks a little bit of like uh, short yardage power, he's Fair. definitely uh, he's de- he can pretty much do it all. So. Um, last you know, like it it uh, might be more of like a a goal line James Robinson situation, which would kind of suck for Etienne, but fair, you know, I overcome that with receptions and targets, yeah, and speed Uh, too. I I anticipate them coming out of the gate with Etienne getting like 10 or 12 carries game, most of the targets, and I think that just skews as the season goes on more in Etienne's favor. So whatever's yeah. left for Robinson and others, that's that's to have it. So yeah, he's definitely a loser. Uh, but yeah, here we go. All right, what's what? what who's your who's your last loser? Uh, my last loser. I'll get through him pretty. Who's your quick. loserist loser? My loserist. Well, it wasn't in any particular order, but he's kind of last I one I thought of. Uh, Hayden Hurst, um, Atlanta tight end. Uh, the obvious reasons is Pitts has landed in town. I think he will be featured mm-hmm. in the passing game with or without Julio in town, meaning this year and next year, and or next year. Uh, once Julio retires or leaves the Falcons, it's wheels up for Pitts. Um, you know, by that point, you're probably looking at Hurst being gone. Maybe uh, remember this is a fantasy show, and his volume will be so low he will be fantasy irrelevant. Uh, but he is a talented vet and will contribute in real life. But his fantasy value is all but dead at this point. Uh, I would like to have a quick discussion uh, about Pitts' value uh, as it relates to you know, obviously Hayden Hurst uh, going to a zero in value. Um, uh, right before our little game here. Uh, some people are taking pits at the one one Some people are taking uh, pits over Etienne. Where do you stand on that? I think it depends on your need. 
and I don't want and I and I don't want to be like a, a fence writer or whatever. But so yeah. like in our dynasty draft, he went over Etienne, and the guy who took him kind of needs a tight end for the future, and that's Pitts. I think it's a great pick by that by that player. Um, I think if you need a running back, then you should go Etienne for sure. Um, if you and if you needed a wide receiver, then and Jamar Chase sitting there, definitely go Chase. But I think overall, I'm going usually running back over the tight end because, I mean, Pitts is great, but and he went and he landed in a great spot because mm-hmm. there's a long history of Matt Ryan using tight ends. Um, okay. and my only problem is is that tight ends can be bust. It's my only problem. My... So that's why I'm probably going running back over tight end there. Right, right. And my point, at my uh. I'm erring more towards now, if, the Oh, go ahead. I, okay, so and if you're and if you're saying like um, like overall, if you're at the 103 and it went Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, I'm definitely going Pitts there. Over Chase. Probably, yeah. So I think that's where unless we unless on. unless I have Travis Kelsey and another good tight end, another serviceable tight end for a bye week, I'm probably going Pitts. I think that's. And we're again, we're we're literally different by a couple of picks, so we're splitting hairs. But that's why we're splitting hairs because this isn't the top of rookie drafts. This is important. I think I've moved him down a little bit, even though I was the Pitts guy who had fallen in love. I think I'm more at four or five with him, depending on what you think about how much you need a running back there. If you want to go, what's Javante Williams is the second? Uh, I'm sorry, the third back in most eyes, right? Isn't that fair? Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm the one who said that was a little rich for me, but I'm now I'm the one saying at four or five I almost might prefer to go running back because I think it's just interesting. Well, at the value in a vacuum, we but we both agree that we that it depends on your need, especially in dynasty. But in a vacuum, that value of one hundred three, the third pick overall. I mean, he has to be uh, Travis freaking Kelsey to deliver on that value, right? Yeah, kind of. He kind of well, has to be a hall of but... kind of has to be like Kellen Winslow, Hall of Fame. Uh, uh, give me yes. another example: Jimmy Graham in his prime, Jeremy Shockey. Yeah, in his prime. That's fair. That's was pretty good. I don't know. Otherwise, yeah, you give me that. I'm not okay with know. that. Anyways, so that, that's um, just where where I wanted to go with that Hayden Hurst uh, Pitts talk there. Cool. So, uh, hey Chris, would you like to play? Would you rather? I would. That's our game. <laughs> and we're gonna do that. Um, I would like to start out by saying we're gonna so we're gonna do draft. Would you rather draft this player or this player, player A or player B? I'll tell like you give me your answer, and then I'll tell you what their current ADP is. Um, some of these will be redraft, some will be dynasty, and all the ADPs are based on full PPR off of from Finnish Football Calculator. I did full PPR because I didn't realize that's what it was until I was like three quarters done. So. I didn't I'm feel like going back and changing it. So it's a cool wrinkle. For PR, first one, Dynasty, Hostess Cupcake, or Twinkie? Uh, Hostess Cupcake. Man, everyone says cupcake, and they're gross. It's like that, that quote-unquote icing on the top of it it's is a like fake. Oh, it's, it's a little so fake. gross. Yeah, I don't dislike Twinkies. I would Twinkies, so but... do Twinkie every day of the week. I, th- I must like day. fake chocolate, fake chocolate brownies. Uh, to give you to to okay, so the Twinkie there at Twinkie's ADP is ninth, and Hostess Cupcake is eleventh. I made those up. I was like, so you were right, or at least 
you um, agree with the rest of all right America. so uh let's, let's let's get let's go let's get into the real thing um everyone says cupcake though that's so weird uh read in redraft this is a redraft jonathan taylor or austin eckler oh full ppr full ppr probably still go taylor taylor um, I would do Eckler, and that is mainly a lot to to, to do with the improvement in the offensive line by the Chargers. Okay. And I and I love and I love Herbie too, so I'm not worried about quarterback. So it's also I a very Austin slow start Eckler's... to the season for Taylor and the Colts offense. What's that? Uh, and it was a very slow start to the season in 2020 for Jonathan Taylor and the Colts offense. And, ta- and Taylor did most of his damage towards the end of the season against uh, subpar run defenses too. So, At a record I love Jonathan pace. Taylor. I love Jonathan Taylor to death, and I'm yeah, glad he landed right. on my Colts. But I would totally do Eckler over Taylor. Would you like to know their ADPs? I would. 107 for Jonathan Taylor. 112, the very last pick of the first round for Austin Eckler. Feels about right. That is crazy. I thought Eckler would have gone higher, but I, and I think he will. I think I think those will start to kind of get closer to each other, and maybe Eckler at some point will leapfrog Eight, Taylor type of thing. Maybe. Because I mean, even Jonathan Taylor still has, um, you know, Jordan Wilkins to deal with, and, and uh, who Mac. is that guy? And Naeem Hines to deal oh, with right, as uh, well. Of course, Hines. It is I not. Like it Hines. is not the Jonathan Taylor. It is not solely the Jonathan Taylor show. And from what we saw of Eckler's backups last year, I'm sorry, I'm not into Kalen Bellage at all. That's a good and point. Uh, what's, that, what's that guy's? Oh, Joshua Kelly. He did not look very good when he did play. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm all of, I'm all for Austin Eckler here. I don't even think Kalen Bellage is with the Chargers anymore. I, I think could be he's persuaded. It's close. And I think I think at the end of yours and mine argument, it's it's closer than we think, or it will end up closer. Than I mean, we we're, I mean, we're, we're I mean, they're pre- going pretty close. I just I was like, no, that's okay. a good. That's a great discussion because, like I said, I could be persuaded. I think okay, Taylor's uh, the better overall talent. I think he can be a every down, 80%, 90% share guy, given health, which, you know, whatever. Yep. But So, yeah, it's close. All right, next, next, uh, next, uh, next option, redraft once again. Devontae Parker or Will Fuller? Teammates. I, I went teammates with this one. Uh, and and redraft, redraft once again. Yeah, I gotta go Fuller. I think they brought him in for speed. I think they brought him in to use him a lot in that mm-hmm. one year that they've got him under contract. And maybe Waddle takes a little bit of a backseat to Fuller's role. Yeah, and I think Parker's gone after next year. I think. So yeah. Okay. Fuller. Fuller. Okay. Um, well, or, after this next redraft. year, it doesn't matter because we're talking right, redraft. redraft. But redraft. but also, like I said, they they. Brought him in to use him, and that that speed is uh, where they so want to go. Will Fuller's ADP is six oh three, and Devonte Parker's is nine oh two. I was gonna say big big gap there, big maybe gap. double digits. And yeah. honestly, I'm down with you too. I'm I'm right there with you. I really liked what Will Fuller did last year with Deshaun Watson and everything. More of a featured role. Um, I don't think Tua is Deshaun Watson, but at the same time, I really like what Will Fuller did last year. He kind of did it all. He wasn't just I run fast in straight lines. You know, he did, he ran routes and he was pretty good at it too. Yes. Okay. Uh, next, next, uh, next one is redraft once again, steak or brats, steak or brats. Would you rather have a steak or would you rather have I a brat? I like I have a steak much less often. And maybe that's for a reason because it's expensive. I don't think I could give up steak. I could probably find a substitute for 
brats like hot dogs and whatnot i gotta go a hot dog isn't a brat it's a brat is a vastly superior version of a hot dog and i know but so... i can't give up a fillet mm. so good a rare fillet. are you going steak i'm going, I'm going steak. brats i'm going right. brats so what what brought this up is what brought this up um ah uh-huh. <laughs> uh it's like a month ago about a month ago i was grilling and i had grilled some uh, a steak and i had grilled some brats like brats to eat like kind of throughout the week and steak to eat that day and i was just like man which one do i like better i kind of and you know what i'm going That's with brats I, it's brats I are eat, cheaper i eat them more. they're I delicious do. Mm-hmm. You can top them with just about anything you want other than ketchup because that'll get you slapped in the face. And uh, I put ketchup and mustard. So if you were in, if we were in person right now, I'd slap you in the face. Um, um, but to give you to give you a thing here, steak, you know where steak's ADP was? 103. Brats. I was going to say pretty darn high. The 211. I was going to say like third round. I don't know. Once again, made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, based on nothing whatsoever but my imagination. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the next couple are Dynasty. So oh. Dynasty, focus, remember Dynasty. Got it. I'm going to put you to task here. Rondale Moore. Dynasty hat. Rondale Moore or Terrace Marshall. Good one. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with actions and not words. Although I don't know if I literally ever said I had Ronda Moore ahead of Terrace. Uh, I'm going to go Terrace Marshall. Okay. I have just, I'm putting, I'm putting you to task here because you did that in our dynasty draft. I and I was like, well, let's see if, uh, he has any buyer's regrets here. Obviously you don't. I'm down with you too. I love Terrace Moore. I mean, I know you love Rondale Moore and everything, or I said Terrace Moore. Uh, I love Terrace Marshall and I know you love Rondale Moore and everything. Uh-huh. I just think that. He didn't exactly come into the best situation, uh, mm-hmm. and and you could argue that with Terrace Marshall as well. But I don't really think, other than um, DJ Moore I... and Robbie Anderson, he has a lot in the way as far as pecking order in that offense. Whereas Rondell Moore has a few guys to get ahead of. So, and Rondell Moore is also smaller, whereas Terrace Marshall is like six three, I believe, and has speed to go along with his size. Whereas Rondell Moore has strength to go with his size or right. to go with his his speed and not height. So, yeah, yeah I just I don't yeah. think that Rondale. I don't think I ever made the argument that Rondale Moore is going to be a one B or even you know like like a typical wide receiver contributor lines up every play right, right. at the second or third spot, and he's going to have to be schemed. And I think the Cardinals are the right team to scheme him. Um, contrary to the okay. situation argument you make. However, his ADP just in rookie drafts dynasty just kept rising, man. 107, I think it ended up at. And I was at the 108. Um, when was... I looked this up, when I looked, when I looked this up last night, Rondo Moore was at the 109 and Terrace Marshall was 111. So those have pretty closed close. a little bit in, in, in about a week's time. Those have closed a little bit. That encourages me that people are starting to know. Yeah, Marshall, doing. I think like a couple of weeks ago was he started... going was going in the second I was like, like say, beginning second. second. So those did close. That that kind of supports our argument in my opinion. So at the end of the day when I was put on the clock, I just couldn't take a receiver of that mold at the 108. I would have rather sure. had a Rondell Moore at like the last pick of the first, first couple of picks of the second. And I did try to move back up to get both. So, but no, at the end of the day Terrence Marshall, once you get uh, Robbie Anderson out of the way, and there's a world where uh, where Terrace Marshall is a better receiver than DJ Moore. It, it could happen. It could happen. I mean, look, uh, who, uh, look okay. who Marshall played with in LSU. Go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll gloat all day about this guy. 
not Globe. But. Next, next up is Elijah Mitchell or Javian Hawkins. Elijah Mitchell or Javian Hawkins. And so these are pretty deep fantasy dives here. So yeah. I'm going to say that Elijah Mitchell was drafted by the 49ers in like the fifth round. And Javian Hawkins was drafted by the Falcons and didn't bother to look it up. I, he wasn't drafted at all. That's right. I took an undrafted player in the second round of our rookie draft. An undrafted player that can get tackled by a stiff breeze. <laughs> um, he has, like I know we talked about this before the show, but uh, I know Javon Hawkins is super fast and everything. Right, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. his. That's it. All he's got. He's super fast. He's small. He is incredibly he weak. He produced in in college. Yeah. Whereas Eliza Mitchell produced in college. And, and so like, That's this what is what size, I love about him. He's got, he's got size, he's got speed. He has production in college. His negatives were that he played behind a great offensive line and he didn't play against very good uh, talent, or like very talented schools. So, so the you put him be behind a, little... a good offensive line in San Francisco and there you go. Mm-hmm. You're gonna, he's, so I, love, ta- I love, I love Eliza Mitchell. I love Eliza Mitchell more than I love Trey Sermon in the 49ers offense. I think, okay, um, I will take, uh, based solely on situation, I will take, uh, I'm just now, I'm forgetting names here, Elijah Moore. Javian Hawkins or Elijah Mitchell? Javian Hawkins is who I'm going to take because that's who I took. Uh, And I'm not just saying that, just to support who I took. Um, I think it's situation-based. I think Mike Davis isn't a true one. While I think he'll come out of the gate and probably produce pretty well as a one, I think as the season wears on, remember 17 games, folks, um, that, you know, passing work will fall to Javian. And uh, I think that's going to be huge in both PPR and half point PPRs. Um, And yeah, it's they're both running back dart throws. I think there's too many people uh, in the way in San Francisco. Including Trey Sermon and the obvious one, Mostert. Uh, but in both cases, we're looking for injury or veteran falling I off. I don't or know if back you're with. necessarily looking for that with with Elijah Mitchell because I mean, like we talked about with Trey well, Sermon, the starter. Um, right. That means nothing in San Francisco. Absolutely nothing. I think it means they're sixty seventy percent. I don't think it does easily. I think it I does. think it's I think it's random. I think it's random running back goes off on a certain week. And that's all it is. Well, one could use that to argue against, uh, against taking a Niners running back. You know, you could look at it the other way. Is what I'm saying. There's, there's I know. you never know who to start. So it, it, we're both trying to grab a guy that we think might have an opportunity, and it's I guess it's closer than I thought. But I reached. I reached for for him. That's for sure. Yep. But, that's you know, that's for sure. Sometimes um, let's do let's do. Let's do a quick. Uh, I, I was gonna, I had this under lightning round, but we got plenty of time. So, okay. and redraft Miles Gaskin or J.K. Dobbins. Miles Gaskin, J.K. Dobbins. Good one. Uh, Gaskin though, actually pretty easy. Wow, for me, not even close for me, and it's Dobbins. It goes back to my Ravens hate, my Lamar hate, my my Lamar love that has now become Lamar hate apparently, in the matter of several uh, weeks. But I mean, like they've been the Ravens have been running the ball very successfully with Lamar Jackson, and you get you get Mark Ingram out of the way. The only real competition right. that I, that I Dobbins Gus has is, is Gus Edwards, and that's fine. And J.K. Dobbins can do it all. So can Miles Gaskin. But right. the Dolphins ha- don't have as good of an offense line that the Ravens do. And the Malcolm Butler, uh, I'm sorry, Malcolm Brown was also signed to the Dolphins too. 
is he the greatest back in the world? No, but he can he could pose a threat, more of a threat to Miles Gaskin than Salvin Ahmed or um, whoever else they again? have there. Not Ahmed, but the one you were worried about taking spot. Who? Malcolm Brown. Oh yeah, for sure. No, he'll be involved. Um, he'll be involved. I just think Dobbins whereas, whereas Dobbins is coming into year two, and he right. showed a lot of promise last year. And I I loved I loved Dobbins this year, and with a three hundred four um, ADP totally in for that I adp i don't get it i think he needs catches to be uh, rb1 are two, you serious RB2. he needs catches to be i don't say fantasy relevant because he could be fantasy relevant he has more talent than miles gaskin he has a better i think situation. gus is going to take most of the goal lines and i don't think lamar throws to the running back enough for dobbins to be that's good and gaskins has has the backfield not to himself, as we just said. No, he but, doesn't. He is he has, not. He is not nearly secure as you think. I disagree completely. Again, I'm not right, saying well, he's going to take where your 90%. Mouth is then. I think Dobbins is a more talented player. I just think it's a matter of situation. I okay. think. Well, put your, put your put your money where your mouth is. Dobbins versus Gaskin year long. More fantasy points. Dobbins or Gaskin. We go year long or go average. We go year long. Year long. And, and injury nullifies the bet. Significantly. Obviously. Obviously. Six games? Okay. Agreed. Miss is more than four games. Done. Ooh. What, we'll what put we, it on the board. What are, we, what are we betting? Oh, Snickers ice cream bar, of course. Oh. I could go for the yeah. right about now. Yeah, me too. It's uh, weather's warming up. I could go for a Snickers ice cream bar. Put it on the board. Okay. Okay. And and so I said that that Dobbins is his ADP was three oh four. I didn't say Gaskin. His is five oh one. So Gaskin is the cheaper running back. That's fair. And, More you people know, right, like Dobbins. I, That's fair. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, and kind of rightfully so, I guess. It's not the greatest situation that Gaskin is in. But I mean, t- I mean, with those ADPs, you could draft both of them. You know, you have both of them on your team and very easily. Re- and go wide receiver early. I like um. That. Yeah. Or you See, could. I, I mean, with, I mean, if you're if you're going just on ADP, you can get a wide receiver in between them too. Well, we're right, but. And not necessarily, but you're probably going wide receiver, wide receiver to open the draft if you're looking at Dobbins and Gaskin as your one-two, right? I didn't say they had to be your one-two. I just said you could draft both of them. Now that I would like even more, go running back heavy and have them as your two-three. But um, that would be amazing, right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly, I'm a little higher on Gaskin, but I, I just want everybody. To, I want to be perfectly clear. Everybody understands he's not the most talented dude in the world. I don't want to call him a middling talent, but Dobbins is talent more talented. It's just situation that they have in Baltimore, and versus situation they have in Miami. I just, I think, I think they didn't bring anybody in, even though they tried for to take Gaskin's job. They didn't, they didn't work. Yeah, they, they there was a rumor they tried to get. Um, anyway, let's go ahead. It was just during the draft. Yep. Uh, so redraft once again for our next one, mm-hmm. and this is redraft because these are two rookies. Redraft Trey Sermon or Javante Williams. Redraft. Remember, remember, redraft. That's why it's tough. Okay. Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm just like, I'm just making sure that, like, you know, people listening and everything are. I'm going to kind of cheat. I'm going to go Javante Williams. There's still a possibility Gordon gets moved. Yeah. It's highly, it's, it's more, it becomes more unlikely the more days we get close to training camp, but I'm going to go Javante. <sighs> Good defense in Denver. Yeah. All right. It's cool. close. It's um, really close. I, I am... Sermon may not get in there. I'm going to go with the, I think that Javante Williams is more talented, so I'm going to go with him. 
I don't really like either one of their situations, but I'm going to go with, if I don't like situation, I'm going to go with at least the more talented guy. And that's Javante Williams. So, um, next up redraft, Justin Tucker or young way. Koo? Justin Tucker, young way. Koo. Oh, sorry. Before you answer, uh, Trey Sermon is going at the 1201 and just and redraft, uh, right? Yep. And Javante Williams is going the 11, 12. So they're literally back to back. Okay. That's one of the reasons why again, a, that's yeah, one of the yeah. reasons why I was like, well, you know, let's let's split some hairs here. Uh on to my, the next one, Justin Tucker, Young Waku. Kickers. Kickers. Redraft, right? Mm-hmm. Tucker. I'm going Koo. I think the Atlanta offense is a little more powerful, can easily get can Sometimes has more chance. Having a little less forward. powerful offense is good though, because you kick more field goals. Yeah, I know. We can we can debate. I this know. Yeah, we're not going to do yeah. kicker now. It's kickers. I just I'm just throwing <laughs> them. Funny. I was yeah, throwing yeah. them in as a, as a as a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip around here a little bit. Uh, redraft Debo Samuel or Cortland Sutton. I got to go Sutton with what I believe would be the more not necessarily super pass heavy, but the more pass heavy attack in Denver and the more alpha type receiver on the outside in Sutton. Yeah, as opposed potentially to... the potentially the better quarterback too. I mean, if Drew Lock, Drew Locke has the the capability of being the better quarterback, then Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to just move forward with the fact with the assumption that Jimmy Lance, Garoppolo for the... got to see much. Lance. Oh, well, we were talking redraft. You're right. It's supposed to be Garoppolo all year. Eh, we'll see about that. I but still. I mean, would... I'm just saying, like, I... even and if I, it's Lance, I, like I still Sutton agree too. because Lance. We'll have to see how much Lance throws if he doesn't just run a ton. I don't think we're going to see Lance this year okay. or yeah. not, not a, not a big chunk of it. So, and let's okay. just move forward with the assumption that it is Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo in which so, case I still go. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Cortland Sutton's more talented than Debo as just pure wide receiver wise. I know fits the Debo's kind more. of a, what's yeah. yeah. Debo's more of a, the Swiss army knife, but you know, I don't know. More of a running, uh, so, uh, receiver in a running back's body also. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Sutton's is seven oh four, and Debo Samuel is the seven oh nine. So they're pretty close. Yeah, I'm going Sutton um, for sure. I, 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 I didn't okay. Think so uh, our last dynasty one: Amon Ra, St. Brown, wide receiver drafted by the the Lions, or Michael Carter, uh, running back drafted by the Jets. Still redraft, correct? Uh, no, this is dynasty. Still probably going running back there. Uh... Michael Carter. Okay, I'm opportunity. I'm with you, and but it's pretty close. Amon Ross St. Brown, his ADP has gone up to two oh two. Actually, went down because we last week looked at it, and it was at it was Dang. it was at the end of the first. Really, goodness gracious! Michael Carter is two oh eight, and he went in the first with the first pick of the second round in our draft. Not that I can blame anyone. Mm-hmm. I tried to trade. I tried trading up for that pick. So you know. Anyways, I, I to be honest, I tried trading up and also keeping my second as well. So I was kind of uh, I was trying to have my cake and eat it too. Yep. Yep. Uh, um, real real quick, uh, just Adam Troutman or Cole Komet. Adam Troutman, Cole Komet, tight end says that's what's going on here. Troutman, if you don't know, is the oh, I know. I think it's his second year in New Orleans. So and he, he was a pretty his second year. Okay, no? so he's going in his third. Okay. Maybe. Either way, he got opportunity last year. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. He got some opportunity last year. Um, the Saints well, haven't really used the t- haven't really utilized a tight end all well, that much. They, a lot of opportunities blocking. 
he really came around with blocking. And I know this is a fantasy show, but blocking will keep him on the field. I know quite a bit about him because I am a fantasy manager. I'm sorry, dynasty manager of his. And oh, okay. I'm holding out hope that uh, he gets his uh, uh, even like a legit offensive pass catching opportunity this year. As this opposed is a redraft to we're talking about redraft. Right. As opposed to last year where he was more of a uh, blocker, got snaps, but didn't mm-hmm. get targets. I'm not saying he didn't get any. He didn't get much. Uh, so they lose, who is the old Denver receiver? Emmanuel Sanders. Um, my, my little bit of trepidation is the quarterback situation. I don't know necessarily what to expect, but given the tight end landscape, I think I'm going to go the new Orleans saints tight end Troutman who showed he can stay on the field last year and has dominated in college at a smaller school. That's what I'm going to go with. Hmm. I'm gonna go Cole Komet all day, and I love I love Cole Komet so much. I don't I, hate it. I don't hate it because I just don't know what the quarterback's I, gonna do with his tight ends. I love him so so much this year. Like oh he's my a good God. pick. I They're both right there with uh, 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 tight end sleepers. I guess you call them. Komet's probably ranked higher. Do you have an ADP there for us? Um, Cole Komet is a fourteen oh six, and Troutman is a fourteen oh eight. I mean, there you go. Literally, guys, like your last, almost your last pick of the draft. Just I, I tied in dark. I love, I love Cole Komet so much. But the, but what I'm so, saying, these, these so are your much. tight. This is when you put on tight end. Like you, you're, you're targeting Komet. Komet. I might be targeting. Uh, uh, but I mean, like this is also like we're into that neighborhood of yeah. like right now. You're looking at. Oh my God! I waited on tight end too long, and blah blah blah. That's, Who's a guy that I could get? Mm-hmm. Cole Komet, dart throw. I mean, oh man. I, love him so much sorry no it's okay um, I, I feel what, very similar about Troutman and they're real close anyway that's, that's that's interesting and this is not a would you rather but uh does Bryant catch or no catch I mean obviously it was a catch the NFL came out and admitted it like two or three years later it wasn't a catch and not only was it a catch it was a touchdown Based on, based on the rules that were in place at the time, it was not a catch no the NFL literally came out the referee said based on the rules at the time we messed that up or at the very least, they said the rules were so jacked up that should have been a catch. Yep, a lot of decisions no, were made after I'm that gonna, loss no, to Green I'm Bay. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully disagree. That's that you're just trying to be a, a jackass and start stuff. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> oh, so I mean, that's that's kind of been our losers in our little game, our, our would you rather game. Um, We'll probably be playing this a little bit more often as we kind of go along in the off season here. Um, coming up here in a little bit, we're going to be doing um, some mock. We're going to do a mock draft before the end of the month. Um, next week, we're going to do some more rookies that we love because you know it's kind of let's let's talk about some rookies. You know, like it's yeah. the draft just got done not that long ago. I mean, it's a what three weeks ago by now, but whatever two weeks i don't know man it's well we've been doing folks have been doing their rookie drafts for dynasty and True. i mean the and draft startups. was only two weeks ago so i mean it's i mean just imagine dynasty going through startups startup, whatever Oof, that's dynasty. A, what just imagine going through that startup slow draft i mean i don't remember how many weeks it took month two i don't remember how long it took it took a while i'd be going i'd be going crazy our draft yeah. has actually gone pretty quick it's, i mean we're it's, we're doing slow draft well we had about it, Half the league, maybe more than half, real active, and the other two or three were very active because the draft is going on. So yeah, we flew through those first like seven, eight picks. Yeah, I was I was very surprised of how quickly it's it was gone. quick. E- even you know, being me having what four or five 
drafts under my belt as far as that goes. Uh, it was quick. It was absolutely quick. The big, the longest wait time was um, like I I did my pick at the 104, and then it was kind of in the middle of the night too. So then it was like the next morning, the 105 went. It was like seven hours in between. Mm-hmm. And that was mainly because, you know, night. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, we're, do- we're going to do a mock draft before the end of the month. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about some more rookies that we love and their landing spots and situations and talent and all of that. I know we've kind of been doing rookies a lot, but that's kind of this time of the year. Um, we're going to take a little break in the month of June. Um, I'm going to try and focus on doing some more player videos. I've done some eye on eye on um, Baker Mayfield, uh, Nick Chubb, not a Browns fan, uh, Robert Woods, and who's the other guy? Oh, Chris Carson. And yep. I'm working on a 201 right now. Um, it's I'm almost done watching all the game film. I got to record it and edit it and everything. So hopefully by next week it'll be done. Um, but I want to just like, so we're not, so in June, even though we're going to be, not doing weekly shows um we will be still creating content which you can find on youtube um you know just search for amazing fantasy football on youtube and if you are watching us on youtube you can check us out in podcast format you can get it pretty much wherever podcasts are available you can get it from uh chester behind your local grocer or we don't encourage you to get your podcast that way but hey if that's how you do it fine whatever we're not here we're not here to judge you um and if you're listening in podcast format, as mentioned, you can check out our YouTube channel. You can see all of our um, video episodes and my Ion videos and everything. Chris is going to be doing some videos as well in the month of June. And we're kind of going to take that month of June, too, to kind of um, do some behind-the-scenes work as well. So Absolutely. Improve the um, show. Until next week, I am Josh. He is Chris. And we would like you to continue wearing your mask, even though CDC said you didn't have to if you were vaccinated. But hey, only about like what 54% of the country is vaccinated at this moment. So just please, everyone, just keep wearing a mask, please. Um, we're almost there. I mean, almost probably there. in another month or so. I don't think that's much to ask. But until then, have a goodbye, everybody. Hasta luego.